This is the I Am Pitch Podcast. Get ready for contact. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, DP or Dex, the host of the I Am Pitch Show. And it's good to be back in front of the microphone. I know y'all wonder where have I been. Been a little busy. Got a lot going on in my personal life. It's a lot of positive stuff. A lot of good stuff. Some stuff, not so great. Just heard from the VA the other day. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm officially a real veteran now. When I say I'm a real veteran, that means that I now have sleep apnea. So <laughs> I did my sleep study a couple of weeks weeks back and finally got my results back and got the call. Hey, you need to come get your sleep CPAP machine so you can sleep a little better. So you're not a real veteran unless you have sleep apnea. That's, you know, that's my whole thing. And every veteran I know has sleep apnea for the most part. So I'm actually I'm proud to join the club. Thank you all very much. Man, it's an honor and a pleasure to be invited into this real veterans club. Yeah, so I got those results, man, working on that and. Man, uh, also a little update on the book. I just heard back from the publisher. I got to go through and make some changes for legal reasons because I don't want somebody to try to come back and sue me because they in my book. And, you know, it's happened before. But honestly, I really I'm not going to say I don't care. I do care. But this is my story and I want to tell it how I want to tell it. But I understand the ramifications of what might happen if somebody's not happy with something that is in the I Am Pitts book. So I'm going to do my best to work with the publisher on that and cut back on that stuff. And then hopefully after I turn this thing back in, we'll start the editing and the proofreading process on that and get that done. Got another couple things in the work with it. Hopefully starting up a website soon. There's so much going on, so much positive things in my life. Despite the sleep apnea, you know, I'm actually finally back at work, as you all know. A couple episodes ago, I was telling y'all how I was trying to save the city of louisville and i chased down a bad guy dove and tackled him and i won and took him to jail but my shoulder lost in the end so i finally got my mri results back now things have apparently changed they were like hey maybe it's not a broken clavicle maybe it's your chromium bone that's broke well we don't know well luckily for me my rotator cuff my rotator cuff was still intact so i was good to go but i was off for a little bit so the break is uh, probably officially healed, I'm guessing, from what they said. And I was actually released back to work this past week. And instead of going back to the streets, I had a patrol rifle class. So I've been slanging and banging rounds downrange with the AR-15 all week. And it's fun. I enjoyed it. But I'm also glad it's over. You know, I <laughs> I keep realizing how much older I'm getting. And, man, getting up and down off that concrete, oh, my God, it hurts, man. Everything hurts today. My back hurts. My knees hurt. My shoulders hurt. My neck hurt. My fingers hurt. Everything hurts, man. I got to pick up my physical activity level, man. I'm be, I'm starting to become a wuss, dude. I used to never get this sore. But, you know, I <laughs> I can make up excuses for it, but I'm not. I've, I've been slacking in the physical activities department, so I need to pick it up. That's probably why I'm sore this week, too. You know, and also, man, just shooting. I say I've never really been big into shooting and guns and all that stuff. I enjoy it. I have a couple, but never really been my thing, man. You know, it's nothing like a good patrol rifle class to humble you and let, let you realize that, you know what? You're not the guy you used to be holding this rifle, but that's okay for me. I was never a rifle guy. I was a machine gunner. Death by volume of fire. That is the creed I have always lived by. <laughs> But unfortunately, where I work at, we're not allowed to carry 240 Bravos and 50 caliber machine guns. If we ever get to that point, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> but speaking of shooting, I want y'all to listen to something, all right? Listen to this. Let's fucking go! Oh, that sounds like a fucking gunshot. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 
Ladies and gentlemen, what y'all just heard was the sound of pandemonium chaos and craziness at the United States Capitol on January 6th of 2021. That there was a video in the sounds of Miss Ashley Babbitt, the Air Force veteran who was shot and killed by Capitol Police officer. And let me go ahead and say this. I am sorry that she died. I am sorry that her family, you know, has to bury her. You know, it's always tragic when somebody dies, regardless. We have to. Human life is precious, people. It is very precious. And I cherish that. And anytime somebody dies, it's a tragic incident. And it's traumatizing to the friends and the families of that person, no matter what that person did to get themselves killed or the situation they put themselves in. The family has to deal with that. And that's not a good feeling. Like I said, I've, I've been on the receiving end of it, and it's it's not a good feeling. But, however, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, apparently I made a lot of white people mad on Facebook after I read this article that said Ashley Babbitt's family sues demanding copy of investigation name of cap in name of capital cop who shot her. My comment was a good way not to get shot by a Capitol police officer is not to not storm the Capitol. Sorry for the family's loss, but she knew what she was doing. She made her choice and her family, unfortunately, has to live with that choice. And I guess what really set people off on the far right was this one single comment where I said, I guess accountability and being in personal responsibility for your actions only applies to black people. Oh, my God. We Dexter made the white folk mad with that comment. <laughs> and I will not apologize at all for that comment. Because that is the absolute truth. Personal responsibility and accountability. That ain't just for black people. For people, That is for all of us that are within this country. And man, let me tell you, I broke my number one rule is I don't argue on Facebook anymore. I don't. I don't have time. I don't have the temperament. I got I got a life to live a life to live. And I don't want my head buried in my phone arguing with people that I don't know that I'm never going to meet and just trying to prove a point and win them over. And dude, let me tell you something. The craziness, the craziness of people from January 6th. And the supporters and the people on the Internet. Oh, my Lord, man. Man, we have Like I said, we have crazy people on both sides of the aisle of this incident. It ain't just the far left that you got to be worried about. You got to be worried about these morons on the far right as well. You know, then people start to get into the whole conspiracy theories. And some of the things some of the people said to me were this. Sir, if you watched it, the Capitol cops opened the doors and had a section roped off that the Trump supporters walked between. Funny that the mayor said that the National Guard would be there, but Pelosi put a stop to that. So this could have all been avoided. They let them in. OK, so here's the deal. I, I am not a conspiracy theorist I, at all. I really don't know the ins and outs of this thing. And, you know, a lot of people believe that it's a cover up by the Democrats, blah, 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 blah. But here's the deal. If me and my friends are walking down the street and we see a bank and the door is wide open and there's nobody in it and the sign says closed and there is money sitting on top counter. Do you think you should go into that bank and grab that money where it clearly says it's closed and there's nobody there and all the lights are off? Hell no. Why in the hell would you go? You clearly know it's a trap. Dude, just like when they have these bait cars in other cities, cops put these cars out. They leave the keys in them and people walk by and like, oh, look, a car left running. I think I'm going to take it. If you're with your group of friends and they do that, do you get in the car with them? If you're a smart man like myself that I say I'm not the smartest man in the world, but Jesus, I can I can make it on common sense alone. I'm not getting in that car. I'm not going in that bank. You know, what did all our mothers used to tell us back in the day when we were growing up? If all your friends jumped on a bridge, jumped off of a bridge, would you jump too? 
you know, when I was younger, yeah, I probably would have done that because it's my friends. They were cool. But I'm a grown ass man now. And there is no way if I would have been at the Capitol that day. Cause like I say, I'm a Trump guy. I'm, I love Trump. I'm a Trump supporter. I'm never going to deny that. But if I'm there with these people and we're marching and we go to the Capitol and I see people scaling the walls at the Capitol, I see police officers scared to death of what's going on. And somebody opens up the gates and invites me in when the place is clearly closed. You think my black ass is going in there? No, sir. No, sir. There is no way you cannot sit here and tell me and justify to me that this was a setup. And even if it was, why would you take the bait? Why would you go into a federal building that is protected? You know, and like people and I understand what people are saying. Like, hey, man, this was a setup. They let them in just because somebody gives you the gun doesn't mean you have to shoot it. Just because somebody gives you drugs doesn't mean you have to take it. But we have people that are so far gone and so crazy in this country on the far right as well that they can't see what they're doing. And they get so overridden by their emotions and not able to think in the moment. And they storm this building. And there was another lady on there that said this to me. Well, it's our tax dollars. That's our building anyway. Excuse me. So just because you pay taxes and. You think you could just do whatever you want where your tax dollars have built something. You think you could just go wherever you want. This is the old lady, too. And I looked at it. I was like, well, if you're on Medicaid, my taxes pay for you. No, pay for your medical. So I should just be able to come to your house and take all your medication because I paid for it. You know, that is the lunacy from these people, man. I cannot stand behind any of it. And there's people. Oh, you're not a real Trump supporter. You're not a real patriot. You know what? I am a real patriot. I would have never, ever done something like that. And I'll say this. I don't like hardly anybody in the government right now, especially on the far on the left side of the aisle. And there's plenty of people on the right I don't care for either because I feel like they're all self-serving and nobody really cares about the people anymore. And they're just trying to get rich and stay in power. But there is no way that I would ever support anything that would go against this country in such a manner that it would just completely dissolve this country or just go against our government, the way our government is established. Now, do I think there were things that have been done wrong by our government in regards to this last election? You bet it. But you know what? I ain't got no proof of it. That's just a feeling I have. That's just my common sense telling me something ain't right. But you know what? Storming the Capitol is not an option. And, you know, I never really talked about this incident because it was so crazy and so intense. And I just kind of glossed over it. But I really needed to just give a little bit of light to it. I don't blame Ashley Babbitt's family for suing to know who the cop is, because typically when a police officer shoots somebody, there's an investigation that's done and the name of the officer's release. And this incident it has not been, which is strange. But I also understand why they're probably not, because if thousands of people storm the freaking Capitol, it's dangerous to release that officer's name. There were people in the Capitol that day that were trying to kidnap our freaking governing officials. And yet you want to release this officer's name. What do you think is going to happen when this officer's information gets out? These people are going to go to his house and they're going to try to kill him and possibly his family. So it's not safe for them to do so. But I understand why they're suing. They should have an answer and a short should have a reason as to why she was shot and killed. But I can tell you why she was shot and killed. If you look at the video, you clearly see Miss Babbitt. I mean, there are the doors are closed. There is all types of chairs and such in front of the doors and barricading, trying to protect the people on the other side of the door. And there's people trying to break the windows out. And then as soon as the window gets breaking out, broken out, Ashley Babbitt climbs up and starts climbing through the window. Now, I don't know where the cop was, what, what was what was around him or who he might have been protecting. I don't know the circumstances at the same time. I don't need to. You have stormed a federal building with governing leaders in there. What do you think is going to happen if you climb through a window that's barricaded? And there is a Capitol Police officer there that has sworn to protect the people on the other side of that barricade. 
you're going to get shot. You are absolutely going to get shot. And that is why I say accountability and personal responsibility. That is why she was shot and killed. I don't want to hear it's a cover up. I don't want to hear that. And, you know, like say, is there some stuff probably going on? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I don't have proof of it. Neither do I, Neither does everybody else. But everybody seems to think they know. And that's not the truth. You know, you have people that are just so loyal to a fault that it's dangerous. And I can never be that person. I just can't. I've been the guy that has gone along with the crowd and it has never got me anywhere. It got me fired from Winn-Dixie for stealing fried chicken when I was younger. <laughs> and I've done a lot of other dumb stuff because I follow people. But I've learned since then that you don't go with the crowd. You have to be smarter. If Ashley Babbitt had made better decisions that day and decided, you know what, I'm not going into the Capitol. She'd still be alive. All these people. And then there's one comment that said, you know, if she had been black, they would already release the name of the officer. I actually can understand why they would say that. But I don't honestly don't believe that they would have released the name in this incident either because of the craziness attached to it for the safety of the officer. Like I said, you had thousands of people storming the Capitol. You just cannot release this guy's name. I understand why you want to and you should for the investigation. But we have to look at the totality of the circumstances and people don't understand that. But like I said, she shouldn't have had her ass there at the Capitol that day climbing through a window. She wouldn't have got shot. So, hey, I'm glad she served our country. I respect her for that. But she made her decision and she has to, well, not live with it. But, you know, hey, she she made her fate that day, man. She made her bed and she's got to lie in it. I hate that for her family, but actions have consequences. And like I said, when it's a black criminal, I've seen where people, oh, you could be personal responsibility and accountability. He shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have fought back. But y'all want to discount this lady because she's white. No, listen, this is across the board. This applies to all of us. You don't get a special card for being white. She's an Air Force veteran. I care not that she's an Air Force veteran. You don't do what she did. Being a veteran don't give you any special points or privileges. You don't get a pass. If anything, I'm going to be hard on you because I'm a veteran myself and you should know better. You swore an oath to protect and defend this country. Regardless, if you think of something's being done wrong, that is not the course to do it. So, oh, man. And then to top it off, you know, we got you could be anybody you want to be on Facebook. You know, there's some guy on there that was commenting. He's like, well, I've been a, a homicide investigator and I've done this and that in police world. And you clear you, sir, clearly know nothing about law enforcement and investigations. And I was like, sure, tough guy, whatever you say, you know, nothing about me. You know, oh, you think because you're a CBP that, you know, something that's that means nothing. Anybody can get a top secret clearance. And I was like, I'm not about to sit here and argue with this dude. This dude don't even know me. You know, the thing is, when you got to lick your own ass to make yourself feel good <laughs> and you got to brag, that tells me something right there. The fact you're trying to tell me all the things you've done and how and how much of an expert you are. Bro, who cares, man? You're, this is Facebook. Probably lying, sitting in a basement with a neck beard. Who knows, dude? Like <laughs> The fact that you feel like you have to brag and tell me all the things you've done to, ver to validate yourself and how you know all this stuff about the January 6th. I mean, get out of my face, dude. You know, it's, I lost so much time. that ah, So mad at myself for getting bogged down with these idiots, man. So bogged down. Oh, but I couldn't help it, man. They made it too much fun for me. It was a little aggravating, but I had as aggravating as this incident was, there were other incidents that aggravated me. You know, it's people saying that Trump incited all this. I, I don't agree with that at all. Trump never said to do any of this stuff. You know, people like to imagine things and make up things to validate in their mind why he's a horrible person. And, oh, he did this and that. If, if he had really done all this, they would have impeached him, but they did not because they know if you listen to the speech, he didn't say any of this stuff, none of it. And then, you know, people make these unrealistic, unrealistic comparisons and compare Trump to Hitler. Like, come on, people. Are y'all really that dumb? Especially, you know, the far left. Y'all control colleges in the education system in this country. You really think that this guy is Hitler? This dude ain't killed no killed millions of Jews and started a world war and try to take the world over. 
I, I don't understand the comparison to how people I don't understand how people arrive at this in their psyche. I really don't. Unless you're absolutely crazy. And that's the only thing I can think of. And, you know, people talk about Trump's rhetoric, especially the far left. However, man, where was all this criticism last year when major cities in America were burning down during the riots and protests, man? And you have politicians out here saying, go out here, get confrontational. Maxine Waters, the main one. Telling everybody to go out and do all this crazy stuff. But nobody said anything, man. It's it's just baffles me how the last year the media and politicians turn a blind eye to all of this stuff. I mean, people getting shot. There was a young black girl that got shot and killed in Atlanta by BLM people. As a matter of fact, the politicians, nobody said anything. That family is now suing the city and BLM and they should. Nobody said a word. Portland, Oregon. Man, these people, the police department there has been under siege almost every day and still. And nobody said a word when Antifa and BLM continuously and every day assault the courthouses, assault officers. Nobody says anything. However, we have a single group of crazy people on the far right that go and storm the freaking capital. And all of a sudden it's World War Three. Oh, my God, it's the end of the republic. All these crazy Trump people, man. And no, dude, crazy is crazy. And see, everybody wants to play politics with an agenda. And with that, when you do that, you can't step back and be reasonable and look at it and be like, all y'all are crazy. And that is why I detest our politicians in this country, because they are playing politics. And that is costing us, the people, the hardworking American people, the taxpayers, you know, and then to make it even worse, these same politicians that tell us defund the police. The police are the problem. The police are racist. They're biased. We don't need the police. Let's get rid of the police officers. What do these politicians do at the Capitol and around the others and around major cities? What do they do after all this? Congress passes a one point billion a supplemental bill to fund security at the Capitol to buy more police equipment and better protect members of Congress and federal judges, as well as reimburse costs incurred in response to the January 6th assault on the Capitol. Man, that thing passed 213 to 12, 212. Huh. I thought we were trying to defund the police because the police are evil and racist and the police were not necessary. Oh, but here we are. These people just passed one point nine billion to protect themselves. Well, they're telling you, especially the people in the black community and the brown communities and the poorest communities in this country, that they don't need the police, that they needed to fund their police department while they are being slaughtered by the dozens in these major cities. I mean, there has been a crime wave across this country this whole year. Even here in Louisville, man, we're only six months through six months into the year. We already got 100 homicides this time last year. We only had 50. But yet these politicians telling you, you don't need the police. But hold up a second. Let me protect myself. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to. Oh, you know, I, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. I would probably get in trouble for that. I'm not going to say that over these freaking politicians, dude. I swear they. So hypocritical, so hypocritical. Like I say it is not about you. They will come to your neighborhoods every couple years to get votes and then leave so they can keep their power and their position. And they will leave you high and dry without the police. Your city's crumbling, but yet here they are living cushy lives with security escorts, fully armed. And then, you know, they got they're going to have fences erected around the Capitol and all this. But they don't want you to have none of that. And these are the people you're voting for, man. And then to make it even worse, the thing that really pissed me off about the politicians on this from all of this was they declared white people as the nation's largest threat. Oh, <laughs> white nationalists. That's the biggest problem. And then the, what kills me is they say this. And they talk about how evil white people are. But then you have people like Don Lemon, AOC, Lori Lightfoot, 
They all married to white people, but white people are evil. How in the hell do they go home and sleep with this person at night after what they just said? How do they do it? Don Lemon is the biggest one constantly railing on how evil white people are and how white people are the problem. He just said the other week that America, white people do not see black Americans as people. They look at them like they're animals. AOC, she's been on this train since she's been in her crazy self. She's to, over here talking about some. She felt like she's been the combat. Man, she wasn't even in the Capitol building. She was in an, an adjacent building. That was like a quarter of a mile away. But now she's saying that she's traumatized from this incident. And now she's talking about white nationalists. And she's got a freaking ginger boyfriend. This dude's translucent. And then Lori Lightfoot. She's married to a white woman. But then she has the nerve to say that She's only going to take questions from reporters that are the LGBTQ community and from minority reporters. Isn't that racist? Oh, my God. dude! How did we get here in this country, man? How did we get here? I have no clue, but this has to stop, man. We got to vote these people out. I said, I don't like to get into politics, but Jesus, y'all, you have to do your research and listen to what these people are saying. They do not care about you. And they are showing you and they're spitting in your faces right now, telling you how much they do not care about you. You know, a part of me believes that I don't I know for a fact that these people do not believe the things that they're saying. They are speaking to the people that the less educated, the people that can't think for themselves. They are saying things that they know will give them attention. They are saying things that they know will give them publicity. I don't really believe that these people believe it, but I believe that they believe that we're dumb enough to eat it up. And we really are. A lot of us are. And that's unfortunate because this is a great country filled with a lot of great and smart people. But however, we keep electing these selfish idiots in the office and it's beyond me. I don't know what to do to stop it, but you know, it's all about publicity, saying crazy things to gain. Cause you, people know it's going to set people off. Trump, Trump does it. He knows that he says certain things is going to set people off. Politicians, the rhetoric, it does matter. I mean, the rhetoric of Bernie Sanders set the guy off a couple years ago that went to the Congress baseball game and he decided to start shooting Congress members. Maxine Waters rhetoric. It went to the point to where people were harassing people from the Trump administration in public. Rhetoric does matter. Trump has said some things that I do not agree with. But overall, I like him. But like I said, it doesn't mean I have to agree with everything he does and says. It just doesn't. That's not how it works. I can call him out on some of his rhetoric that I don't agree with. I remember it was uh, here in Louisville uh, during his uh, rally. A young girl, a young black girl was there and he started screaming, get her out of here. Get her out of here. People started pushing on her, shoving her out of the building. That wasn't right. That was not right. I, I tell I did not support that at all. I like his overall message, but there's just like there's just certain things I just can't agree with or stand by him on. And that is absolutely fine, man. But we have to. Uh, it's just crazy how we just hold one side accountable, but we give the other side a pass. And that's not right. You know, being on now that I'm doing podcasting and paying attention to more podcasts and paying attention to other black conservatives and people that work within this space. You know, I really believe that people just say things because it keeps them in the limelight. I say I love Candace Owens. I really do. I think she's phenomenal. She's good for the conservative movement. She's good for black people. You know, but the issue now is Juneteenth. You know, we now have a Juneteenth celebration on June 19th. And I think it's phenomenal. I think it's great. Some people don't. Then you have people like Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens are like, this is stupid. Why would we do this? And, you know, oh, my mind gets it's so jumbled thinking about this. It's so bizarre. You know, so what people have to realize is this it was the Democrats going and making Juneteenth a federal holiday, a political move. Yes, it was. However, Trump was trying to do it as well, but I believe it was blocked. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. I probably am wrong, but that's what I heard. Trump was trying to do it, but he couldn't do it. I feel like it'd be more appropriate for the Republicans to have done it since the Republicans are the ones who were the abolitionists and the Republicans are the ones who fought to free the slaves, to fought to bring an end to slavery. It was the Republicans. 
But I feel I feel like that was something that the Republicans missed out on. That was our opportunity. And we dropped the ball on that one. And the Democrats picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. However, like some people say, I do believe that the Democrats are using this as a political football to move their agenda to reach out to the minority community, to the black community. But hey, look at what we did for you. We gave you Juneteenth. Now give us your vote. And the issue is, I think it's the wording with the Juneteenth celebration. They call it National Independence Day. And I do kind of have a 50 50 on it, man. I'm really I understand why they're saying it's National Independence Day for black people. Yes, because on July 4th, 1776. Black people were still enslaved in this country and we were enslaved for almost another hundred uh, hundred years, even after the Emancipation Proclamation. Slaves were people were still in slavery until the Union Army rolled into Galveston, Texas, and told the slaves years later that, hey, y'all are free. Slavery's over. Go about your merry way and live your life. And so, you know, I feel like people are splitting hairs with this thing and everybody's making it political. Everything has to turn political for some odd reason. I don't know why. I'm like, hey, why can't we have both? Why can't we celebrate both? The end of slavery was a major thing for this country. And that is something that should be celebrated by everybody, everybody, especially black people. Yes, I'm going to celebrate Juneteenth. I think it's a wonderful thing. Like I said, my family's from Mississippi. I know my family. We were slaves. I know for a fact. And that is something I should celebrate. I want my kids to celebrate, but I want my white friends to celebrate with me. I want everybody to celebrate this. This was not just about black people at this time. This was about our, it, this is our entire country. We're talking about people, you know, what people, well, also what black people have to realize, you know, I remember you had people like Colin Kaepernick saying, don't celebrate the 4th of July. That wasn't for us. We weren't free, which honestly, hundred percent. I understand why he said that. However, what we have to understand is had there never been a 4th of July, there would have never been a Juneteenth. America would still be under British rule. And see, everybody wants to dwell on the past of America. Yes, America has an ugly past. Man, we This country has done some ugly things. But what country hasn't? You show me one country that has come to existence by way of peace. You show me one country. There has not been any civilization that has existed on this world that was created out of peace. Human beings are evil. Mankind is evil. We fight and we kill stuff. And then when we win the battle, we take the women, they rape them, they pillage them and they pillage and take all the resources and supplies. That has been since the beginning of time. So saying that America's evil, it's not just America. That is just human nature. What do you think the Indians and Aztecs, Aztecs were, and the Indians were doing here in North America before we got here? You think they were all living peacefully together? No. There were warring tribes all over this place. It's not just America. They would take the women, hold them as slaves. They would take the men as slaves. So it's not just America, man. But like I said, if there had never been a 4th of July, 1776, there'd be no Juneteenth. And so I think it is important that we celebrate Juneteenth and the 4th of July. So for some odd reason, like I say, people get into one of these two camps where it, ha it has to be either or. You're celebrating Juneteenth or you're celebrating the 4th of July. Celebrate both of them. I don't understand why we cannot do that. Say, I'm a big, I'm a veteran. I'm a patriot, man. You know, I don't care how great of a celebration Juneteenth is going to be. I'm celebrating the 4th of July like no other every year because that is my absolute favorite holiday. I go ham on the 4th of July because I love this country. I love what this country represents. I love the pro the progress this country has made. If you look at America's history, man, it is phenomenal. Man, we my family used to be slaves, and here I am, me and my wife, we're over here looking at building a house out in the county somewhere. But yet you have people telling me that this country's horrible, and I'm like, no, it's not. This country's great. You just gotta work hard and put a little something in on it. It ain't just gonna be given to you, you know. But then we, let me get back on track about Candace Owens and. Charlie Kirk, who I, I love both of them very much. I agree with a lot of their stuff. But like I said, just like with Trump, I don't agree with everything everybody says. 
that they think that Juneteenth is garbage because they believe it's a political move. And I agree. I think it is a political move. However, this is something that should have happened a long time ago. Yo, but Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens are in the television broadcasting podcasting industry. Yo. And what you have to do in this industry from what I learned is stay relevant. And the best way to stay relevant is to say crazy outlandish things. And so for her and Charlie Kirk to say that this is garbage, I I don't think that she truly believes that. But I think that that she's probably saying these things because, hey, controversy creates ratings and such. And, you know, I just a black person that wanted to celebrate Juneteenth is a little crazy to me. And I'm pretty I'm pretty everybody. I'm pretty conservative. I'm I'm on the right side of things, but I try to stay reasonable as possible. But, you know, I say I understand that they're in this business, but just because you're in this business does not mean that you have to throw away your blackness because you can only celebrate the Fourth of July. No, man, we have to celebrate Juneteenth. That that is something we have to do. But then again, this is America. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If you don't want to celebrate Juneteenth, that's absolutely fine with me. I really don't care. Now, I'll be honest. If they would have never made it a holiday, I would, I, my life is not going to change one bit. But how does celebrating Juneteenth hurt anybody? I'll ask that to my friends on the far right. How does it celebrating the end of slavery hurt you? How does it hurt this country? It doesn't hurt anybody. You know, like I said, a lot of people did not know what Juneteenth was until this bill came out and got passed by the Biden administration. You know, it's so funny that... uh. I got but I have a lot of a lot of great friends, man. And I pride myself on having friends from different walks of life. I had one of my buddies, he texted me. He said he was out to dinner and he heard there was a black family. They were out celebrating Juneteenth. And I guess that the waiter said something to them, a happy Juneteenth, and I, he said that the black family said, We're finally free. And when my buddy told me that, my, my buddy's Korean, he's the greatest guy you'll ever meet, love him. You know, he t- he told me when he told me that I was like, what? They said that they're finally free. And my response was, where in the hell they've been living at? They just now finally free. I don't know where they've been, but I mean, tell me where they've been. So I know not to go there because they, they are just now finally free. I don't know how that's possible because I, I was born free. I'm not never been a slave. Nobody in my f- immediate family that exists right now has ever been a slave. So how are they? We're finally free. You know, and it's crap like that that drives me crazy that people throw these just say things to say things. And it has literally no meaning to it. And we've been free for a long time. And uh, we've been free for so long. And I I don't I can't wrap my mind around the saying that we're finally free. And we've had a black president. Jesus, people we have had a black president. How are you finally free? You know, but he was asking me, you know, like, because he's such a good guy. He was like, man, what do I say to people on Juneteenth? I'm just, you know, my thing is, hey, just tell them happy Juneteenth, man. Keep it moving. I'm just going to tell him right now I'm waiting for a free meal next year for him. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold him to it. I'm going to have to hold him to it for a free meal. Oh, my God. And speaking of free meals, did y'all see what happened with Ikea? Lord Jesus, everybody. It's sad, but it's also funny. So apparently Ikea in Atlanta for Juneteenth, they created a special menu for the employees. Y'all can already tell where this is going. <laughs> apparently the menu was fried chicken, watermelon, collard greens and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and apparently this did not sit well with the employees. And a bunch of them were qu- about to quit and storm off. And so <laughs> they backtracked and changed the <laughs> change. <laughs> they backtracked and changed the menu to be more appropriate. And apparently, oh, God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> they said that there was not one black person that was asked <laughs> about the special menu, what should be on the menu. Now, let me say this. We have to look at the context in which things were done. 
Was it done to hurt people? Was it done to offend people? No, it was not. It was not like I understand why people are upset about it, because we are just living in a time where everyone is super sensitive. I completely understand that. But we have to look at context. You know, me and my wife had a conversation about the other night. She said that she walked in to her work and they had that on the table for its celebration. She would be a little taken back. And I can understand that. Me personally, I don't care. I really I really don't care. I'll be hey man. I would have pulled up a plate. <laughs> took took my diabetes pill and went to town on that food because nothing tastes better than free to me. Like I said, it, it's hard to offend me, but I can understand why people were offended. Me personally, I just think you have to look at the people doing it and their action and intent behind it. This was white people trying to celebrate Juneteenth with their black co-workers and employees. <sighs> I think uh, it wasn't it was it done in bad taste. Yes, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just something ignorant. I don't think it was anything to get riled up about and quit your job for and burn the building down. But, <laughs> oh, man, how did we get here, America? Like, I wonder what's going through these people's mind when they were thinking about this menu. Like, hey, let's let's uh, let's get some stereotypical food out here. I think like I, said, I think it's hilarious. It doesn't. <laughs> I would not be mad personally, but I can see why people are mad. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, even with that, you know, I talk about the lunacy that is going on in this country and everything. But, you know, there was another little glimmer of hope of common sense starting to return to this country. Had two incidences, as a matter of fact. So in a. Everybody knows Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was the black male in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that was shot last year by a police officer, a Kenosha police officer. Well, why was he shot? Well, he, Jacob Blake, went to his, I think, ex-girlfriend, baby's mama's house, sexually assaulted her. Police told him not to go to the car. Jacob Blake goes to the car to grab a knife. Officer shoots Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake's in a wheelchair, and then the whole city burns down because he was shot because he was black and, you know, the police are racist, well, you know, we all know what happens after that. It's, oh, you know, we're going to sue because, you know, racial discrimination, blah, blah, blah. Lawsuits the police did wrong. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Kenosha City Council has voiced their opinion and voted. Kenosha City Council unanimously votes not to pay Jacob Blake for his shooting. The Kenosha City Council voted 17 to 0 on Monday night to reject a $50,000 damage claim by 29-year-old Jacob Blake for its officer-involved shooting in August of 2020. Clap. Everybody clap. Clap your hands. That is freaking phenomenal, man. Freaking phenomenal. A unanimous vote. Man... Why would you pay this guy who clearly violated law, sexually assaulted a woman, disobeyed an officer's command and got shot? Man, do you know how hard it must have been for them to come to that vote, considering the political climate that we're in? I am so glad they did that. And hopefully that is a trend that continues to keep happening. God, that, that's great, man. This guy should not be rewarded for making bad decisions. And see, we have made that a thing in this country, especially these large Democratic liberal cities, where if you get shot and killed by the police, your family has just got a meal ticket for the rest of their life. No matter what you did to get shot by the police, it is not your fault. It's the racist system's fault. And we're going to pay you. Man, the, these families have been getting paid because officers make good choices and unfortunately have to take somebody's life because of the choice this individual made and the family gets paid for it. That is not how this is supposed to work. Accountability and personal responsibility. It's real people. And it's not just for black people. That is for all of us. And you should not be compensated if you go out of your way to break the law and hurt somebody and get shot by the police. But Kenosha City Council has just proven that. Maybe very slowly, 
a little bit of common sense is starting to slowly sleep back into government and the people running things in this country. You know, I hope that this is a trend that is just starting and keeps going because we should not be wasting taxpayers dollars on criminals who can't make a right good decision, who don't know how to be a law abiding person. And lastly, some local news here out of Louisville with my department. So I believe I talked on on a previous podcast, but a couple months ago, there was a white officer who was at the abortion clinic and at this abortion clinic in downtown Louisville. There's protests every day. There's people out there holding signs, you know, these religious groups that are praying for you no know, the praying that these so that these people don't have abortions and trying to save the lives of unborn children. Well, there is a white officer that goes down there. And the controversy was that he was protesting while in uniform and that he, while in uniform on duty. And there is a big stink about it. So my first thought when I saw it was I wasn't even mad at one. I was kind of happy. Number one. Number two. My first thought was they better not punish this officer because of the simple fact for the last year when the riots and protests kicked off in Louisville, we had officers in uniform on the clock, on the government dime, marching and protesting with BLM and officers taking a knee and throwing up the black power fist in uniform. However, these officers were never punished. It was perfectly acceptable. We had an LMPD police car painted with the pride flag or a pride sticker that drove in the pride parade. You know, and so we have all these specialized groups that officers are a part of and taking part in these marches while in uniform and on duty. But see, as I've always said, man, we as cops, we are to be impartial when we're in uniform and on duty. I've always believed that and always said that we should not give any special privileges to anybody or any special groups because our job is to uphold the Constitution and apply it equally to all people and all groups. Even if we don't like the groups or agree with them, these groups are American citizens and everybody deserves protected by the Constitution and be able to express their rights. And so this officer at the abortion clinic was snatched up and investigated. And I was afraid that this guy was going to be in serious trouble. And my, like I said, my biggest concern was the hypocrisy of this whole thing where you got one officers on one set doing something with these special other, other special interest groups. But this officer is going to get in trouble because he did it with this, this group. A letter was released the other day explaining that the officer who took part in the abortion clinic prayer and protests would not be would not be disciplined i was so happy so happy one it's proven that the officer was off duty and it was also proven that the officer tried to cover up his uniform while he was there but our new chief who big kudos to and much respect for her decision on this said that due to our department not fairly disciplining officers in regards to this incident and other incidents in the past that this officer would not be punished because it would not be fair. And I just want to say right now to Chief Erica Shields, thank you for that. You do not know how much that meant to me personally. Seeing that article that just came out, that meant a lot to a lot of the officers here because a lot of officers here have felt that Certain officers that belong to certain groups that walk with certain groups get special privileges and that other officers that belong to other groups don't get those same type of privileges or benefits. And what she just did was leveled the playing field for all of us. And for me, I'm not a guy that goes around touting fairness. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. But this was absolutely 100 percent fair in what this police department needed. There should be no special interest. There should be no special groups within this department and people that are protected. We are all under the same policy and we should all be treated and punished equally in accordance to what we do right and wrong. That's it. That's sh and that should be it across the board. And that is what she just did for us. And so that what that's major, man. I clap again. Round of applause. To Chief Erica Shields on that one, like I said, much respect, man, much respect.
that just kind of made my week, man. That ended my week, and that's a positive sign for things in the city and for a new lead for new leadership that I hope continues to go that way. You know, and we just got a new budget passed here. Metro Council, I feel like they're starting to pull their heads out their asses and realizing that, hey, maybe we actually need the police. Maybe we should fund the police. So maybe this hopefully this trend continues and that common sense slowly starts to seep back, not only to this country, but also here in the community of Louisville, because our violence and crime is up across the board and it's out of control. A lot of people are dying in this city. And so hopefully things start to turn around for the better. And to my brothers and sisters in blue that are listening, stay encouraged. These this is a win. It's a small win, but it is a win and a step in the right direction. And slowly, but inch by inch, I think we're going to get to where we need to be to make this place the best place to work in the state of Kentucky. I'm going to be here for the ride and the duration to encourage you along the way. And I hope and pray that you all stay on the ride with me. But if not, I completely understand. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Iron Pits podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and sticking with me. And another clap around of applause. I just hit 2000 downloads. That might not be a lot to some people, but that's a lot to me, considering I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect the first 500. Didn't expect the first thousand. I did not expect 2000. So thank you all for tuning in and listening to me and putting up with my craziness. If you could, all, if you all could do me a favor, the I am Pitts podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean. And I'm going to hopefully get it up on a couple more. But if you all could, please go and leave a comment and rate the show. I would really appreciate it if you did. Man, thank you all for tuning in and listening to me and giving me your time. You don't know how much I truly appreciate it. If you see me out anywhere, hey, stop me. Tell me what you think of the show. Hey, correct me if you think I said something stupid or dumb. You know, chat with me, man. I really I love people and I love talking, as you all can tell. It takes a lot of talent to sit here and talk to yourself for 54 minutes. So if you see me out anywhere, hit me up, man. All right. I love y'all. Take care. Take care of each other and be decent people and continue to do the right thing. And remember, accountability and personal responsibility applies to all of us. All right. Y'all take care. Y'all have a good weekend.